guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, Well, now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Over the I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at the butt crack of dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Saltside Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our What is up, Barrow staff? What's up, Seth? What's up, Richard? Austin? Valentine? T-Rail? What's up, T-Rail? Guys, this is a straight tripping episode where we are going to talk a little bit about white bass fishing. Before we talk about a little white bass fishing, little friendly reminders, we are almost to our first giveaway for the youtube subscriptions so guys uh, if you haven't subscribed yet make sure you subscribe to our youtube we're going to be giving away some real sportswear stuff some stuff from ack what's up don we're going to be giving away some stuff from Penn, abu garcia berkeley we got all kinds of stuff to give away for every 100 subscribers we're going to do a giveaway there also is it popping off yet? Uh, we're we're going to be popping off really soon, awesome. Also, guys, if you would like to be a part of a straight tripping episode, join the Bro Staff page, post up pictures from your latest latest outing. If you went out there and killed them and you want to come on the podcast to talk about it a little bit, then come on, let's do it. Let's talk a little bit about your trip. Be a part of the straight tripping episode. Uh, we will be out at the Gotfish Expo this Saturday. So if you are looking for any decals, come out and grab you some decals. Me and Chris will be walking around there. Make sure to check out the Bait Butler booth. Um, I don't think Real Sportswear is going to be out there, but I know Bait Butler will be out there. Some other people who have been on the podcast will be out there. Just go check out all the booths. Well, guys, I know you didn't tune in here just to hear me talk this is a again really quick straight tripping facebook live episode it is also going to be a audio episode on pot or on spotify on itunes on iHeartRadio, on google play on amazon it's going to be on all that now i'm rolling solo tonight except for my guest um chris is taking care of some stuff over on the bayou, he was not able to join us, but he will definitely be back for the next episode. Yeah, guys, if you have any questions about white bass fishing, go ahead and ask those in the comments. Get it on the show. But right now, I'm going to bring on my guest. My guest today is Mr. Kevin Franklin from Kevin's Outside. Kevin, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good, man. Um, I, I said earlier, if anybody wanted to be a part of the podcast and be on the next uh, Straight Trippin' episode, just post up in the bro staff and post up some pictures of the trip. Man, that's how I got you on the show. You had some <laughs> hauls lately. You've been posting up white bass after white bass. You are on the fish right now, my man. Yeah, just enough to have a neighborhood fish fry. <laughs> ah, there you go. The whole neighborhood, man. The whole you neighborhood. Can, you can invite all all of your neighbors. Now, we, we talked a little bit before. I like going white bass fishing because I like to fill the freezer with white bass. That way, when somebody asks me for some fresh fish, I can give them a, a, a bag of white bass because I don't really want to give them my flounder. I don't yeah, know if I want to give them my red... I don't know if I want to give them my redfish, but I'll give them white bass. I'll give yeah. them some white bass. <laughs> well, let tell the uh, tell the listeners and stuff a little bit about yourself. Um, what got you into kayak fishing, and what was your first kayak? Yeah, so I used to live in the woodlands. Um, I, I moved from the woodlands about a year, year and a half ago, but probably about 10, 12 years ago, I was in an academy in a there in the woodlands and I saw the uh, Pelican 116 at it's like a 10 or 11 foot little green kayak paddle kayak and I bought one and I uh, just started fishing Lake Woodlands and just got hooked you know I, um, I I even took it to Lake Conroe a couple times and that thing man it, talk about it, it wasn't very stable uh, I flipped it a few times had some fun with it but uh, that's how I started now what was your what was your first kayak again it was a Pelican one, uh, one sixteen. How long did you have that Pelican before you upgraded? About ten years. Ten years? Whoa! You lasted a while with that Pelican, my man. How yeah. often were you taking it out? Uh, probably about you know back then because I was working full time and stuff. Probably two to three times a month. Okay, that's still a lot. Yeah. Two to three times a month is still is still plenty. So what yeah. are you paddling now? What are you in right now? I have an Old Town Predator PDL. How, how do you like that? I love it. I've had it about a year. I love it. It's, uh, I do. It, um, you know, it's like any every any kayak you have you get has its plus and its minuses. Um, you know, I, I fish with a lot of guys that have Hobies. They can keep their drive up a little longer in shallow water, but when we get out in the deeper water, I walk off and leave them because mine's so much faster. So it's plus and minus. They say that that. That Predator is one of the faster pedal kayaks out there. Like, I think that the, um, oh, my mind's blank. What's the other Old Town? The 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 cheaper price point one, the PDL. The, the Topwater. Top yeah, yeah, they say the Topwater's a pretty fast boat, and that Predator is pretty close behind as far as, as, far as how fast those things go. I know we had uh, Ryan Lambert and Jeff Malo on the show and Jeff has the PDL predator and he's like, man, I can get that thing up to 5.53 miles an hour. Like he, he had it down to a science, but that thing <laughs> is pretty dang fast. It All is right, well, fast. Let's, let's knock some of these questions out while we have them over here. Just really quick. Here's the first one. Links and limits on white bass. Okay, so they have to be 10 inches in length, and the limit is 25 a day. Yeah, and if you can find them, you can, you can get into 25 pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets to the point where you, you, you keep as many as you want to clean. 
Exactly. <laughs> like, You're going to get tired. <laughs> definitely. They school definitely. up, you know, they'll school up a couple hundred in a school. And, and as fast as you can throw, you know, you can catch them every cast if you, if you catch a school just right. All right, well, let's, let's talk a little bit about your latest trip. We're not going to give the exact location. All we're going to say is it's a, it's a tributary to, to one of the, the main lakes. That's yeah. all we're going to say. It's, it's a tributary to the main lake. Now, whenever you were, were out there, what depth were you targeting them when you first got there? Did the depth change throughout the day? Where were you targeting these white bass uh, at the beginning of the day? At the beginning of the day, I was catching most of them in five to six foot of water. Now, I will say that, you know, that was probably about eight o'clock in the morning. By about 11 o'clock, though, for some reason, they had all moved into about 15 foot of water. Um, we, you know, stopped catching them in the shallower water and they went to the deeper water sometime around lunchtime. I can't really say why, because the water temperature may, you know, when we got there, the water temperature was about 55 and then it was 56 when we left so wasn't much it different. didn't change it didn't no. change very much at all and and what's crazy about that is i was out there this past weekend um at a place fishing for white bass and it was the opposite so when we first got there it, they were deeper and then they moved up shallower as the day went on but it was also uh this weekend you know it got up to 70 and yeah. it was it was a little bit cooler whenever we first got there. So maybe that that deeper water was actually a little bit warmer. Um, and then as the day the day went on, they moved into the shallow areas. Well, you'll see in my video. It's going to come out next Monday. The uh, it was cloudy all day. Yeah. You know. So that, I think that might have had something to do with it. Well, you were talking about your video. Where where can they find your your YouTube? Give them the the YouTube name. It's Kevin's Outside. There's no apostrophe. It's K-E-V-I-N-S, Outside. Okay. So you started the day in 5 to 10 foot. Was there any type of structure that you were throwing at? Was there any points in, like, the creek that you were throwing at? Where did you target them to begin with? Like, talk me through, you know, the first place you tried and then the second place you tried and your kind of progression to find these white bass. So I historically knew about where they would be, what general area within about a half a mile radius, you know, range. But the thing is, is um, this time of the year, they're going up the creek to breed. They're not sticking in any particular location, so they're not really hanging on structure. So the, the ticket that I have always found when searching for white bass in the creek is keep your lure in the water. And like, you know, like our good buddy Rex always says, you got to put it in their face. You got to get it out there. And you got, <laughs> I'm serious. You know, it, it's the faster that you can get your lure out there and cast, and the more times you can bring it back, the more chance you're going to have to catch a white bass. It, it's not, I mean, if you're sitting there changing lures because you didn't get a hit on the last one, well, you're missing the fish. Yeah, because in my experience with white bass, and we talked a little bit before this, there was four people that were out there fishing with me this weekend and we were all throwing different lures yeah but we were all catching fish yeah but the the biggest thing was they were one they were flashy or yeah. two they were loud so yeah. i think as long as you have something flashy and something that's making some noise you should be able to find some white bass if they're yeah. there 
And that water, if you look at that water, it was pretty muddy, right? Yeah, it, there, it, it was probably five-inch visibility. Yeah. So you got to have something, you know, either a glimmer of light from something shiny or a knocking from a rattle trap or something. And that helps. I was throwing rattle traps, and um, you said you were targeting like five to ten foot of water. What I did is because I started white bass fishing from a boat, um, I went back to kind of the boat days, and I was in a Hobie. So I threw it out behind me about, you know, 30 yards, and I just went down the middle of, of the channel of the creek, and I was trolling. So I was trolling my uh, rattle trap behind me, and I would hit one, and then I would hit another, and then I would stop, and then I would sit there and cast to wherever I was catching them. Um, oh, yeah. If you just have a rod holder, guys, even if you're in a paddle kayak, you can just throw it out behind you about 30 yards, and yeah. you can just paddle down the creek, as long as you're staying in the middle of the of the channel and you're not getting hung up a lot um you can troll for these things until you find them and then throw out there and and try to catch these bad boys and if you have a depth finder you can find the schools oh yeah that's that's something that i need to do is yeah, i need to get do. back on, on the depth <laughs> finder especially if i'm going to do more bass fishing and things like that i'm just i'm trying to change my mindset because I love fishing in two foot of water or a foot of water down there on the coast chasing redfish. Oh, that's, for sure. uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's my favorite thing to do. Um, well, but, but okay, let's, uh, we first you targeted them in five to 10 foot of water. Um, what do you think they're doing right now? What are the, um, what are the white bass, doing like right this minute and how long do we think that this is going to last for the white bass fishing they're moving up the creeks and, and i and, and you know it's so early um so we were talking earlier about that um you know like there were a lot of males in the earlier catches and now there's a lot of females well the males come up first they go upstream first and then the females come in so like you were saying that most of the ones you caught were female that tells me that most of the males are already started going up creek, uh -huh. and it's going to be harder to catch them if you don't get out there now. Now yeah, and, and, and for for you guys that don't know, his trip was I think last Wednesday, and yeah. mine was this weekend, and it was already like a, a three or four day difference, and the fish had already the females were already starting to move in. So guys, if you want to get out there and get after some white bass in in like a main lake tributary mainly may maybe not up into some of the creeks they're probably moving in the creeks right now too yeah. but say you know the trinity river up there above livingston is is a is a nice place that's where i actually grew up or not grew up fishing that's where i started white bass fishing yeah um that's they're there like and i'll just get, point get ready there. They're there right now. I, I've got reports of people limiting out right there where you're talking about. So mm -hmm. Now, do you know, here's a question. I'm not sure I know the answer to this other than really just looking at them and knowing when I'm white bass fishing, but um, what's the easiest way to determine whether you have a white bass or a hybrid? The easiest way to determine... <laughs> uh, you, you know, up in these creeks, the, the hybrids, they don't, they don't breed. 
they're sterile. So the ones you're going to be catching in the, in the in stuff in the creeks are going to be white bass. If you have a question about it, when you look at it, the easiest way to do it is just go to your Texas Parks and Wildlife yep. annual <laughs> on your phone and look, you know. But the ones you're catching up in the creeks right now, it's a 99% chance it's going to be it's going to be a white bass. Yeah, and I'm looking here, and to it, it's really too with the bottom, the bottom lip, the the hybrids and the stripers have a more pronounced kind of underbite, where the white bass have have less less of an underbite uh, for sure. The the hybrids. Their, their bottom of their mouth kind of tilts up at an angle a little bit and the hybrid, I mean, the white bass are going to be straighter, but yeah. you're also, you're not going to get into the hybrids like you are the white bass right now. No, I've never caught a hybrid up in the creeks. Now I have out in the main lake, but not, mm -hmm. not up in the creeks, not when I'm white bass fishing because they're just moving up there to breed. Mm -hmm. And you were saying, well, and he, Don's saying hybrids are, are bigger too. That's true. I mean, they're they're oh, yeah. they're a little bit more meatier uh, yeah. in some deeper water. We were talking a little bit before this, and you were saying that you have a theory about when the white bass are getting ready ready to go. Um, talk about that theory a little bit, and what you think the white bass actually do before they start heading up those creeks so you'll have um you'll have like a lagoon area before it goes into a creek and the theory that i have is is they all come in there and they gather up and and i i, I formed this theory just because of my my past experiences in fishing for white bass they'll gather up in these in, in these lagoons and when they get a big group then they'll head off as a group up the creek to breathe you know, they're not going to go up the creek just hoping that when they get there, the other sex is there. They, they, you know, but the males come in first and the females come in and then they, then they head up the creek. Then they all go off together and, and yeah. head up to shallower water. Yeah. Now, how shallow will these things get once they, once they start breeding, once they start yeah. getting to beds? I really don't know. I, I've never been up in the creeks that far to look for them. <laughs> It's it's hard to to get back that far sometimes. Yeah. I've I've seen them in three foot of water, yeah. um, four foot of water. Once they get on beds, though, it's not the same type of bite as uh, as it is right now when they're staging up. Right now, the reason that the white bass are so I don't want to say ferocious because that's not the right word, but the reason you can catch them in such a feeding frenzy is they're trying to eat up everything they can to get ready for this spawn. Um, they're trying to eat anything that comes in front of them to, to get ready for this. And then oh, they're they, aggressive. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're really, and it's a weird bite. Um, my brother had never been white bass fishing before, and he likened it to a flounder bite where it's just an initial thump. Yeah. And then you can feel them start swimming off. Um, yeah. I, I think know, that was pretty accurate. They they follow your lure almost all the way up to. I can't tell you how many of them I caught the other day, right at the boat. And then a buddy that I was fishing with the other day, he pulled he, he pulled his lure out of the water, and one came out of the water after it, trying to get it. You know that's how aggressive they are. 
But, you know, I found out something the other day that I didn't know is that if they get to the creek and they can't go up the creek because the water's too shallow, they will actually find a beachy area in the lake area and, and breed. Yeah, they're going to get their breeding done one yeah. one way or another. They didn't yeah. come that far. They didn't come that far not to breed. Right. Uh, I don't know if I have a good answer for this question, but Matt wants to know which tastes better, a pre- or post-spawn white bass and male or female? Can you tell Man, the difference between the two? I've got to tell you that they're going to be fatter at pre-spawn. But yeah, for sure, they're going to yeah. have they're going to have a little more meat on them, and yeah. um, the females are usually the bigger ones. So if I'm keeping if I'm keeping fish, I'm usually keeping the bigger ones. So I'm usually eating the females. Yeah. I mean, they're they're in there by the hundred. I mean, you can keep oh, okay. twenty five of them. I think Texas Parks and Wildlife are, are pretty pretty okay with us keeping twenty twenty five of these things. Their their numbers are good. Well, the thing is, their numbers are so good that they will actually overpopulate if we don't. So, yeah, Brandon wants to know. I see some call them white bass and other call them stripers. Is there a difference or just a different name for the fish? There is definitely a difference between yeah. stripers and white bass. Um, I can't get into the technical biological stuff, but it is a completely different species. Now, yeah. the hybrids are a mix between a white bass and a striper, but there's no, uh, there is definitely a big difference between a white bass and a striper. Right. They also call them sand bass. Um, some people will call them white perch, but I've also heard white perch is definitely a name for crappie as well. Yeah, I've always heard crappie called white perch. Um, yeah. Um, so what kind of lures were you throwing? So I was mostly throwing a chrome uh, square-billed crankbait. Um, a lot of the guys were throwing a, um, a chrome and blue rattle trap. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, one of the other lures... After I caught 20, I started just switching up lures just to see, you know. So, <laughs> and, and here was a really funny. After I caught 20, I switched over and I had a Bill Dance Zepco rod that I brought with me just for fun. It was $19 at Bass Pro Shops. So it's the <laughs> one that we keep at the house for kids to fish the pond across the street. Anyway, so I put a beetle spin on it and I just started tearing them up with that little spinning rod. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Those those little little rod and reels, uh, those are fun to catch these white bass with. Oh, it was a blast! They'll initially you'll have that initial thump, but like you said, they'll follow it all the way to the boat and hit it. And sometimes they'll catch you off guard because they they'll thump it and run. Um, if they it, it seems like if they hit it close to the boat, they hit it and then they take back off. If yeah. they hit it far away from the boat, like if they're in deeper water, it'll be a thump. And then you'll feel them swimming off. It won't really be a, a hard takeoff, like say a redfish or something like that. Right. They fight pretty good too, for their they, size. They, for their size, they do. As long as you're using lighter tackle. I mean, if you're yeah. out there with twenty pound braid and you uh, have your three thousand series reel, like you're just gonna horse them in really quick. Um, right. It, it's it's more fun to to take the smaller. Maybe throw some eight pound line on a on a thousand series or you know a smaller like you're talking about a zebco um just a, a little spinning reel or something just to have fun with them if you can find them now i was using 
a small um, rattle trap, like you were saying, a chrome and blue. I've always used the chrome and blue for them. And I the the rattle trap minis. Um, I think they're they're not quarter ounce. I want to say maybe they're half ounce. They're about two inches long. Yeah. I didn't know. It'd been a while since I had bought some. Man, them suckers have went up in price. They were almost, they were seven dollars. Yes, seven dollars for a rattle trap, man. I was like, holy cow. Uh, I my my brother went to Walmart and bought some knockoff rattle traps, but he kept uh, breaking the hooks off in the stumps and stuff like that. But man, rattle traps are expensive. I didn't yes, sir. realize they were seven dollars. <laughs> uh, let's see, we got some some recommendations over here from Stacy. She said some road runners, rooster tail, mm -hmm. beetle spins, and chicken boys. Now I could see uh I could see the bubba clucker may may catch him. A bubba clucker with a little underspin or something like that shiny. Um the so I, I was using the rattle trap, but there was four other people with me. Another person was using a crankbait. Um, but it was loud. I mean, it was a small square bill crankbake. Another person was using a rooster tail that was chrome and black. And then another person was using kind of some knockoff rattle traps. And we were all catching fish, guys. Yeah. Once you once you find them and get into them, like we were saying earlier, um, just throw something loud, something shiny, something with a smaller profile. Because these... These white bass aren't gonna hit a huge lure, um, but they don't—they don't have to be like super small. I mean, you don't have to have a, a little bitty. Um, what are those little George? Those little bitty spinners. You don't have to have those, but they'll bite those too. Um, they'll bite almost everything once you find them. The Roadrunner with a paddle tail worked real good. With a little small paddle tail. What color? What color paddle tail were you using, or did, do you think it mattered? It, it was actually the one I had was a, like a clear with a silver glitter in it. Sweet. I don't really think it mattered that much, but that one worked really well. I, I think it was it was probably the uh, so dye dappers. No dye dappers. You do not want to use a six inch dye dapper out there for for these white bass. So when we're talking about before they get to creeks, guys, what we're talking about is usually have your main body of water, then you have your tributaries that are leading in different creeks, rivers, things like that. These fish will move up the rivers, I mean, up the lake, and then they'll go kind of through the rivers, and then they'll get into some of the shallower creeks where they can get up on the banks. So right now, they have moved out of the main lakes. And they're they're getting up pretty dang close to those creeks where they're they're fixing to spawn. So if you get the chance to go out this weekend, and you know you're close to a lake and you're close, you you know where to go on those tributaries, man. They they're out there right now. Is the time to to really get out there and get after them and put some on the stringer for sure. Guys, if you guys don't have any more questions on here, we're going to get out of here pretty soon. I think we covered a lot today, Kevin. You got anything else you want to add about white bass fishing or, you know, any anything that we haven't talked about yet? 
No, you know, I really don't. It's just a lot of fun, though. You know, like I said, I've been doing it all my life. And uh, once you establish an area that you you know that they're going to be coming, you just got to start going out there every few days, and and they'll come through eventually. Yeah, get you a good network of people who can go during the week, and they can go on the weekend. That helps, You know, can go different days to really get out there and – do some fishing because it's not that tricky to find them. It's just knowing when they're there. Yeah. Um, you, you've got to know. And you when don't even there. have to have a kayak. I mean, seriously. I mean, if someone doesn't have a kayak, there's so many places they can walk up and down the bank. I mean, I remember when I was a kid walking up and down the San Jacinto River right there where 59 crosses and catching them. You know, this yes, time sir. Of year. All right, Matt Murphy's got a good question for you here. He says, Kevin, can you elaborate and describe what your staging lagoon area is like? What to look for? Is there a lot of current in the area? You know, there's actually hardly any current in the area. Um, But, you know, the lagoon is just a, what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a lagoon is where the creek comes out, where any creek comes out and goes into a lake, it does wash out when there is current, so it opens it up more, and they'll stage up in there right before they go into the mouth of the creek. It's just before the mouth of the creek. And you can look on Google Earth. Almost any creek where it comes out into a lake is going to have that kind of area. It's almost like a, a marsh drain into... It, it's in, exactly. It, it, yeah, into into a, a, a bigger lake in the marsh. Um, yep. so guys, I know we have a lot of saltwater guys listening. If you're, if you're on Google earth and you're like, man, that looks like a marsh drain. That's, mm-hmm. that's the area that he's talking about as far as a lagoon. And, but right now we don't think that they're, they're still not in that lagoon area. I, uh, me and you were talking before they're they're actually starting to move up into the actual Creek. So you may not be able to find them in those lagoon areas. But, you know, I think they come in waves. I don't think they all come in at one time. So, you know, for the next week or so, you'll probably find a few in the lagoons, you know, but, um, yeah, you're right. I would say, I would say fish your way back. So instead of fish, go into a spot and then fishing your way back to the launch, start if the launch is close to the creek, start at that lagoon area and fish your way, you know, back into whatever way the creek is going. I'm just going to say north because most of our lakes are running north and south. Start south and work your way north. And I I think you'll you'll be able to find uh, more fish that way. Now, Austin says, have you ever heard of anybody using speck rigs to catch uh, white bass? Yes, I have. Little tandem speck rigs. I have, actually. I I have two, but I think that if you're going to use spec rigs, the water clarity needs to be a little better than it has been across Texas. Um, Around our area in, you know, southeast Texas, we had a lot of rain. What was that, a week and a half ago? Yeah. So the water is still pretty, pretty stained. When I was out there Saturday, may have been six inches of clarity, maybe. It was less when I was out there. Yeah, and most of these fish are going to be in 10 or 15 foot of water, up to 5 or 6 foot of water, and you've you got to have something that makes some noise or 
puts off some vibration or you got to have a nice fancy fish finder and you can just find them all on the fish finder and try to put something right in front of them there you go <laughs> i need a i need a fish finder sponsor so hummingbird lawrence if you're listening uh, yeah <laughs> if, you're li <laughs> if you're listening the, the paddler's playbook is is getting into some bass fishing here and some <laughs> crappie fishing and white bass fishing i could definitely use some i could go for an upgrade yeah, let's see. What did my brother say? I'm going to throw a popping cork with a one-fourth out spoon on it next time I go. Hey, try it. I want to. I want to know how that works. With the popping cork? I yeah, why not? I wonder if they'll come up. I bet you the spoon will work for sure. Yeah, for I, sure. I know. I know. My brother was using a. Um, my brother was using a spoon, and he found found some until he found the stump with the spoon. Um, yeah. Well, you know, out in the main lake during the summertime, I use a pet spoon a lot. Oh yeah, Troll, those trolling. are mm -hmm. trolling a spoon. I actually bought a bunch of spoons um, from Johnson. Uh, mm -hmm. Johnson Johnson's one of our our sponsors here, and I forgot how many different colors, how many different variations of spoons there are out there until I got to the Pure Fishing site and looked at all the Johnson spoons there, and. In the bass world, they're always talking about, you know, the fish are getting used to this, the fish are getting used to that. I'm thinking in my head, I haven't heard about a lot of people using spoons out there fishing. Maybe maybe I should start throwing some spoons at bass and, and see if I can catch them that way. Some different different colored spoons just go back to an old, <laughs> old trusty bait. There you go. Let's see. We got any more questions on there? My brother said he didn't lose a spoon. He lost all his rattle traps. That's that's very true. He did lose all of his rattle traps. The uh -huh. Texas Rattler spoons, those are nice too. Um, Brendan, we will be at the expo. Um, we will be at the expo on Saturday. Me and Chris both will be out there. Oh, we got another white bass question. Let's take this one. Do white bass prefer structure? No, not this. No, 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 because during this time of year, you'll just catch them in the creek. They won't be hanging around structure during the summertime. When you catch them out in the main lake, they're not around structure. So I'm going to say no. They're just roaming in gangs right now. They're they're yeah. not hanging out in structure, you know, waiting for bait to pass by. Um, they're not doing anything at anything like that. They are just roman in big schools and if they come across some shad or they come across some other bait they're just devouring it and they're moving on yep. um they have two things in mind right now and that's eating and spawning and here pretty soon it's just gonna be spawning <laughs> like that's that's all that's all they're looking for okay now well, we got some good questions coming in um do white bass run with the current or against it? They're actually running against it going up to breed. Yep, because they're they're always going to be running away from the main lake and up the creeks. So you're going to have a little bit of current coming through. There wasn't too much current this weekend. Um, you don't have to find current to find white bass. You just have to find you know where they're running they're they're gonna like we said they're gonna be in they're coming out of the main tributaries right now they're 
going into the smaller creeks. So right now they're in the main creeks. They're in the bigger creeks. And then those little fingers that are coming off the creeks, they're probably going to be there in, what would you say, another another two weeks tops? Yeah, tops. Tops. All right, let's see. <laughs> White bass, thug gangs. They're just running <laughs> around and be, like, like thugs. <laughs> they run in numbers. Yep. Is fishing better in the day or after dark under a light? I've never fished for them at night. Yeah, I haven't either. They're a daytime thing. I wouldn't go looking for them at night. It's not gonna, it's not gonna help. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even say that you have to get out there at the butt crack of dawn to find them right now. Anyway, no. No. as as long as you know, as long as there's a good number, as long as there's light outside and you can get out there. I don't think we launched until ten. Yeah, that, um, you know that big old stringer you saw me holding the other day. Uh huh. I, I, I mean it. It didn't matter whether it was eight o'clock or noon; they were still hitting. I mean, yes, sir, yes, sir. All I right, was guys. The next day, man. For from, the from day, reeling them in. When, when my buddy took no, when he took the picture, I was holding the string up. I was quivering. <laughs> <laughs> well, you figure, you figure those those are all what about two pounds, maybe? Yeah, yeah. That that's about fifty pounds you're holding Hold on straight out in front of you. <laughs> Yeah, trying to hold here and get a good picture. You're like, come on, guys, take yeah. the picture. Let's get exactly. this over with. <laughs> hey, in my, hey, I was going to tell you in my video on Monday, uh, I'm going to actually show pictures uh, or show the actual baits and everything that I used and, and that everybody, I'll talk about that in the video. Okay, cool. So what was what was the YouTube channel? Again, if they want to go subscribe and check out that video. Kevin's outside, K-E-V-I-N-S outside. Yeah, and we will uh, once you get that video up, make sure to send me a message. We'll put it on the Paddlers Playbook Facebook page. There, we'll cool. share it on the Bro Staff page. Um, Kevin, man, I really appreciate you coming on, talking a little bit about white bass. Guys, get out there now. If you have someone who isn't very experienced in fishing or you just want to get out there and have a good time with them, right now is the time to go. If you have a kid that you want to take out on the kayak and, and you want them to, to get into some action, once you find these things, it's on. You just you cast until you can't catch anymore, and then you move on to the next place. And once you find one, keep throwing in that area because there's going to be more than one fish in that area. Absolutely. All right, Kevin. Well, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, bro staff, if you want to be a part of the next straight tripping episode, make sure to post up on the bro staff page. Send us a message. But you got to be willing to talk about how you caught these fish. You got to be willing to talk about what water column they were in, what kind of lures you were throwing, what type of day it was, what made you target that thing. Because this is, this is, we're trying to get information out there. We may keep the spots secret, but we're talking about main lake tributaries, guys. Those are all over Texas. It, it, it's no secret where a lot of those are. We're talking about creeks. Um, You'll be able to find them there. But if you want to come on and talk on straight tripping, we got to be able to have a little bit of information, guys. You got, you got to be able to help everybody out. We don't want to have a, a top secret society because the Paddler's Playbook is all about 
making your time on the water more enjoyable and helping you get on more fish. Um, again, Kevin, man, thanks. You guys check out Kevin's Outside on YouTube. That video is coming up, and we're gonna get out of we're gonna get out of here, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.